coming at you from the metaverse. Oh, beep, no. boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. It's oh. a whole new pod with your host, Lucas Melby, of course, coming at you in my avatar form, if you will, in the metaverse. You can be whatever you want to be. You can be a, a bitmoji of yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, or oh, as I clearly am right now, the, the personified avatar form of the NFT of Charlie Bit My Finger. Wow. Hello in the metaverse. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm joined by Jacob, who I don't allow time to prepare because I'm passive aggressive. And this is how I get back at him. Jacob, oh, no. what are you doing in the metaverse? Ah. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, is that Baby Yoda? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what is happening? Jacob, uh, who would you be in the metaverse? Oh, golly. Um, God. Oh, See, man. if I was a nice co-host, I would have just told him what I was going to do. And then we, we'd have some know. like actual That's banter tough. and like some humor. But now I just put Jacob on the spot. Now I'm just so sweating. He's a... Uh, oh. Yogi Bear. Hey, boo boo. Yeah, that's actually too close to Space Jam: A New Legacy, which yes, uh, was maybe I, I the heard of the metaverse. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty excited about. I, I, I mean, I've been familiar with like the metaverse, oh my obviously. God. <laughs> See, I, I, I have. Me and Jacob interact and exist in different uh, spheres yes. of the internet where mine is much more ironic and cynical. And Jacob's but I love like, it. I've heard of the metaverse. I was excited. And it's like, yeah, Jacob, the metaverse has been a thing for like literally like decades. But like now that 90s. it's just like being done by horrible tech companies in the most cynical way. We're like, hey, you want to do a metaverse? Here's what you could do with it. You can have work meetings. And yes. <laughs> your work can always be in your house and you'll never get disconnected. And... Oh, maybe the world's burning around all over the world, but within the metaverse, it's okay. It's okay. Baby Yoda's oh, no. doing the fucking uh, floss. He's flossing. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, whatever I should say. I think I said a whole new pod. That's who we are. We, this has been one of our crazier intros, but I got to say. This is pretty wild. I think it's a fitting intro for our movie today because we watched yes. kind of a crazy movie. A Disney Channel original movie, because that's what we watch here. We're watching them Always. all in chronological order in the middle of 2006 right now with Read It and Weep. Weep. Uh, like, weep stop like doing that. <laughs> I'll make you edit one of these podcasts oh, no. one of these times and you'll know all of the annoying things that really you gonna, do. It's just really going to go through the... The roof. But read it and weep. You might think, wait, wasn't that the name of like a Goosebumps book? No, that was actually the Girl Who Cried Monster. Oh. Uh, no, but it does sound like a, you know, careful what you wish for. Read it yes. and weep. Yes. Uh, if you, I don't know what image I'll use on the YouTube video for this, but if it's close to the title art for this, it looks like something that should not have been a Disney Channel cover art post High School Musical. It looks like something that. Like the Ring of Endless Light would have or fucking, I don't know. The Jenny Project looks like more of a real movie based (laughs) on its cover than Read It and Weep. Hating on the Jenny Project still. After I mean, I was praising it in that sense that, I mean, the Jenny Project, hey, still one of the shortest Disney Channel original movies we watched. So I think that always maybe helps boost it a little bit in the rankings of when I'm doing the really low ranks. It's like, well... The Jenny Project was shorter. It was shorter. It was, it, was, it was less awfulness. And, and there was that mailman stuff. So, you know what? It wasn't that bad. But and I, neither I, was today's movie. No, it wasn't that bad. Read it and weep. wasn't good. 
No, it wasn't great. Kind of a hot mess, but in some ways, somehow it was a charming or endearing hot mess. I'm still trying yeah. to wrestle with those feelings within myself and trying to reconcile how I'm feeling. But yeah. probably the best way to do that is to do a extensive recap of the entire play by movie. play of the movie. Yeah. And if you think that's probably not the best way to digest a, a Disney Channel original movie, then go yourself. Rate us one star on the Apple. <laughs> no, <podcast>. don't you <laughs> dare. No. And say, I hate Jacob's voice. <laughs> it's, it's the same person talking twice. Yeah, I, that still baffles me sometimes, <laughs> um, especially when it's like, do you hear what Jacob says sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so starting off, read it and weep. Penny Baker. It's about books and A the, book. the opening shot we're well, getting. Journals. Writing utensils. I think we see like a pan over a typewriter. We're seeing yeah. uh, somebody sharpening a pencil and a, a pencil sharpener. Uh, maybe seeing a tablet. Some a tablets in two thousand six. Yeah, I was. It was pretty. Uh, like we can talk about it, this, it later. This was a more no. future prescient than Xenon Girl of the twenty first well, century. Yeah, no, like seriously, this is what year is this? Two thousand five. Six. Six. But like the the yeah the tablet that the main character has, we can just talk about it now. It doesn't really matter when we talk. Main about character it. Jamie Bartlett, yes. played by Kay Panabaker, and she'll have an interesting co-star of her older sister Danielle Panabaker. Yes, Danielle we have seen in Stuck in the Suburbs, correct? And Kay we have seen in the lesser film to both Stuck in the Suburbs and Read It and Weep. Life is rough. Sorry, Kyle Massey, yeah. who may or may not be a child predator. <laughs> but I want to talk about her, her little lappy thing. Yeah, it's a tablet-laptop combination. She seemingly. can type on it. She's, like, connected to the internet. She's doing some, like, kid pics drawings She's, like, connected there. to Wi-Fi on it. Yeah, she's, like... Was Wi-Fi wire- a she's thing? She's using, like, a wireless printer. <laughs> she's got a home network set up yeah. or something. But she, yeah, she can, like, draw on it. I, it was pretty... I didn't it was realize both it was a something thing. that it must have been a thing. Some aspects of it did still seem like fake movie tech, but yeah. like as far as the drawing, I, I don't think that would have been something they could I easily know, have faked. Man. I think it was just like this is a real product, and I don't know, maybe it was just like insanely expensive or something at the time of like when the iPhone came out, people were like, 16, "Why would I want to use a touch screen?" Sixteen years ago, we would have been like eleven. Who wants a touch screen? Buttons are awesome, but then everybody's like, "Why would I ever use buttons? I yeah. want a giant ass screen." So maybe it's something that people were trying tech wise yeah. back then and just didn't take off. And, and maybe that's why it's in this movie because it was really cheap then because it like went the way of the Palm Pilot or something. Yeah, that's possible. It was cool though. We were big fans of the the handheld. Yeah, we were fucking marking out. We were yes. hooping and hollering. <laughs> Fuck yes! Yes, draw it. More. More. I love predictive technology. <laughs> I love the metaverse. I do. And I think it's maybe been a bit, but we're getting some classic decom stylings and trappings with we're getting a main character narration who's yeah. really spelling it out for us. In a way that, again, is kind of couched within the movie that it makes sense because she's a writer. She's journaling a lot. Yeah. So maybe something closer. And to talking that. to herself a lot. Mm-hmm. So maybe something closer to true confessions where there's a an in-universe reason why we're yeah. maybe hearing she's, a lot she, of what she's she saying. She never breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, probably. But in some ways, you could like, argue that she's always breaking yeah, the fourth that's wall. That's true. She's not doing any Quint stuff here. There's no, no trickery. No. No, no. Unfortunately. 
but the narration's setting up the general premise of the movie. She's like, high school sucks. People struggle with pimples and stuff. But uh, this isn't one of those now stories. Like, there's wizards and there's warriors. This isn't your dad's high school. <laughs> Meet Isabella, or is for it short. Is. And is... Is isn't Isabella. Sure. Isn't she? Uh, is. I, how do it know? <laughs> uh, but we see some kind of cutaways, these visualizations where is is played by... Danielle Panabaker. Yes. In this kind of very much wish fulfillment role where this is the life that she wishes Jamie, the younger sister or the younger Panabaker, wishes she could live. The IRL one. Yes. Yes. So this other one's like a catfish, basically. And that it's just a fake person? I yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like a condemnation of all fic- all fictional <laughs> authors is that catfish. all of their characters, they're all catfishers because they're making up like people. But of themselves. Yeah, She's, sure. Yes. Tommy was so you catfish uh, in the room. You're a catfisher. I mean, probably in some ways Tommy was so could have been a real life catfisher. But there's some like weird lip service paid to that. This world of is is yeah. magical because she's zapping people and making the the mean girls disappear like, yes, disappear but apparently they must come back zapping doesn't eliminate them forever because people come back right i don't know it's magic after all nobody yeah. dies in the world no. of is but yeah there, she said there's warriors and there's witches and warlocks i think but then there's also a representation where it just looks like a normal high school she's yeah. in like gym class yeah. climbing the rope yes uh, she falls down after reaching the top. She gets caught by a, a hunky guy. Yeah. Which, we didn't climb ropes in high school. We did that more in, in elementary, elementary school. Yeah. And in our school district, it was like different tiers. It was You'd get Depending feet. on how far you got. What did you get, like, like feet on a chain or no? You got something else. It was like banana yeah. or like coconut. And then the top was like the monkey club. Yeah. I never made it to the monkey club. Oh, no. Much like the big boy bike club I talked about in oh. a different episode. I I was very hurt by never ascending to the top Sad. like my peers. So, yeah, we're getting cut backs and forth between the fictional world yeah, so, and then her own high school. So, and like, seeing some kind of parallels between. So, we're getting introduced to her friends yeah. who main characteristics is they're like hippies. Go, they're, yeah, they're hippies. They're, they're hippie all about girls. Protests saving the animals. animal testing. Yeah, and save the world kind of stuff. That sort of stuff. Protesting, yes. I don't know if we actually see their representation within the fictional world. She describes them. Or they ask, oh, which are you? And they're like the noble, uh, something, but they're positive. They're not like negatively depicted or anything. But then we see the the popular girls, who I think she just calls the populars, who in the real world are led by a girl named Sawyer. But in the fictional world, her name is Myrna. Myrna. If you can become popular with a name like Myrna. Myrna. More power to you. I've only known one Myrna in my life. She works at my current place of uh, work, and she is a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Myrna, sorry. She's also like 60 years old. Okay, fuck you, Myrna. As somebody who's named Myrna just has to be. They're always yeah. like Benjamin Button. They just came into the world as, <laughs> as old and wrinkly. Come here, baby Myrna. There's a cute boy named Marco Vega in the real world. Yeah. So very oh, crazy name, yes. but in the fictional world he apparently goes by Marco Vincent. Yes. 
She takes some creative liberties to change the names. Yeah. But like, with him, she doesn't really leave much to the Like, she, ha- she does have a brother in the movie named Lenny. Yep, we'll meet Lenny later on. And they call him on. Kenny. Okay. Kenny the Smelly or something. The yeah. Stinky, Stinky Kenny or something weird. Spoiler alert. Sorry. People are going to find out what's in this journal. Yeah. And at least Lenny seems smarter than most of them to put together that, hey, you're talking about me as Kenny yeah, the Smelly. Like, was he the one that's, that, like, let it all loose? Like, who was who? Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Also, along with her journal... Her journal that is also like a story. It's yeah. weird. Well, she's yeah, drawing, I mean, she's doing drawings with the tablet. Yes. What I get is like the impression of, especially when it becomes like a published book, that it's very kind of diary of a wimpy kid sort of thing. I say not having read any of those books or watched any of the movies because it was a bit past our time. Yeah. Now, Captain Underpants, I can tell you about those books. Did not watch the movie though. Anyways, her final opening narration ends with, spoilers, this is a story of how my journal became a bestseller. Uh, this movie overall is a bit messy with... Very. And we say this a lot, but there's a lot going on here. There there is a lot going on, and like, I don't know, it almost feels like there's like, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves... I don't know. There's like two, it's almost two different worlds. Especially heavier in the beginning that we're getting the cutaways to like the fictional yeah. world and then the real world. But, but like like we mentioned too, right before starts we... starts to turn into like a psychological thriller. Yeah, it is. It's point. weird. It is. It's like two different stories, but like we don't really get a lot of her alternate self. Like not a lot, a lot. No. But even when it's between, it's like when I say when it's between the two worlds, it's not necessarily her like imagining all this stuff but it's just her just turning into kind of a, like a bitch like she just gets like kind of bitchy you know Jacob i don't know. loves talking about when the girls in these movies are bitchy <laughs> i don't know but does that make sense i don't know yeah, I, I think, think it will as we we move along yeah. and the last character that is worth introducing is i might not say the boy that she doesn't like which isn't necessarily true because she's friends with him but she doesn't see him romantically who is connor who I don't remember his name as an actor, but he'll oh, he stays yes. in the Disney. Good luck, sphere. Charlie. Yeah, he'll be in Good Luck, Charlie. Uh, the Minutemen is a decom. Oh, coming that up sounds in a familiar. Couple of years, but at first I was just like, nah, he looks too bland to actually be a character in this movie. But then he started talking, and I'm like, oh, okay. The hot boy Marco Vega. He also kind of looks slightly like Freddie Prince Jr., just with shaggier mid two thousands style yeah. hair. So I think that kind of establishes all of our main characters. And then, well, actually, that's not true. The parents? They go. Major location in the movie is Ralph's Pizza Shack, which is owned by Mr. Bartlett, or should we say Mr. Stevens? Yeah. Because he is the dad from Even Stevens. Jacob, in his excitement, was like, where's Even? Where's Even? <laughs> the famous Even Stevens character. Because he Even. is Stevens. He is the Stevens. Yeah. Steven. But there's no character name. Like, no. The, the name even no. Stevens comes from the Stevens part. And yes. then just it's a phrase people say. I, I, I was, yes, I was, I was tripped up. I couldn't uh, help myself. In a kind of decom trope inversion, instead of a mom being the person who makes gross food, it's Ralph Papa. in his pizza shack makes... Ralph. Uh, yeah, you might be Ralph. And after like, having pizza foot... Chicken. Pizza foot. <laughs> chicken foot. Pizza, pizza foot. Pizza. He makes like Chicken fig foot. pizza. Prunes. 
oh yeah, prunes maybe. Prunes, uh, um, pate. Just really nobody likes gross it. Stuff. It's yeah, it's pretty. It's gnarly. a wonder how this business has lasted at all. Seems that maybe it's because the only people that probably get paid minimum wage or higher are the parents who run it, and they just employ all the children from the high school of uh, Jamie and her friends. And I don't know if Connor works there, but he. At one point, I think, gets roped into working there, maybe not getting paid at oh. all. So, good on Mr. Even. <laughs> Mr. Even. Mr. Even always gets his. Oh, and then there's a bit where the popular girl Sawyer's there getting a pizza, which is weird because, again, it's gross pizza. There's at one point where she's serving a pizza and, like, people run out of the store because it smells so bad. But Sawyer, the the super cool popular girl, the Regina George, essentially, yeah. of this movie, yeah. doesn't know Jamie's name, even though they're in a bunch of classes, Lunch. lockers right next to each other, blah, 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 all this yeah. stuff. That won't last forever. Though. No. Everybody's going to know Jamie's name and, and, soon and, enough. And like you said, like this movie came out after Mean Girls. I don't know. Yeah. Like It was a good two years after me. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like. It's tough to say that there isn't inspiration. A hundred percent. As I said, it's tough to say. As that a big there Mean isn't. Girls fan, I was getting some yeah. major vibes of Mean Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Then Jamie has a sleepover with her friends, the two girls, and they one of them encourages her. There's to enter a writing it's contest. Really confusing because right? I thought it was a writing contest, but then what she submits. Ends up in like the school newspaper, but, but then, then yeah, where wins does it get picked up? Yeah, and who so knows? Whatever the case is, it's I don't even really know what it was about, but it's like it'll be in like Educational Monthly or yeah, something if yeah, you win. Yeah. Uh, but she's on her tablet. She's got her desktop icons of her journal and her essay or whatever. But they're and, watching but, this yes. this soap opera, this yes. steamy soap opera. And she like clicks it and then she like starts dragging it towards something and then she clicks Cindy, the other one. Oh, so actually it's really like so contrived of how all of this happens is because yeah. she tries to print what she wants oh, to submit. Yes. And it doesn't work. But she has a printer problem. With so her then Wi-Fi her friend says, laptop. Thing. Yeah, within her home network. Yes. But then her friend says, email it to me and I'll, I'll print, print it. I'll print it and send it in or, or submit it. So they're watching this steamy soap opera called, I believe, Bentley Street. Oh, God. And. Bent over. She is so distracted by what's happening on the TV that she is dragging the wrong icon into just the email and then yes. she drags it in there and it's like bam email sent yeah you don't that, need to put address that sent or to her friend yeah that was that was i caught that too. so as i said some of the technology in it doesn't exactly make sense but we but don't we didn't know that as 10 year olds we were like wow look how easy it is to send an email no i could tell you about stuff i might have been emailing when i was 10 oh quick aside here whoa uh at jefferson elementary school where i went to elementary school oh, in no. fifth grade oh, we no. had email accounts that oh, is just kind of like a skills building thing and you know you'd send little emails to your friends or whatever oh, okay. it's real funny and oh no i kind of had discovered i think some of it was like people like just told me what their password was oh others when so you, you checked out people up. when you ch- checked out books you'd have to give your password so i oh. could just listen and then I think I kind of just put together that everybody's password was like their first initial of their first name, first initial of their last name, plus like some code afterwards that made sense to me. 
So I was essentially, in my eyes, you could able hack to anybody. Hack into you were hacking people's kids. email accounts, and you were sending shitty messages to other kids. So what I did is oh I my sent God. emails. Coincidentally, between probably two girls, I both had like crushes on, oh, but I sent an email between them Lucas? saying I hate you to oh the my other person, God. and it became this huge controversy. Wow! Ironically, I actually did you fess had the up? email password for both of them, so I could have like gone in and deleted it before I got in trouble. But what happened was because hey, I'm a cool hacker boy. I was bragging to. I'm crushing on all these girls. Oh so I'm like breaking to this other girl. And she ended up ratting me out. Wow. And I remember seared into my mind of badass moment in fifth grade. I'll have to get these names afterwards. Uh, that it was very close to the end of the school year. So like I almost got away oh. with everything. But I think it might have even been like the last the day before the last day. Yeah. Uh I got called to the principal's office and as I was walking up to leave the classroom, like something just like it was you. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, and then I went to the principal's no. office, got in trouble, and cried upon it. Oh, my God. Since it was the end of fifth grade and we would be moving on to a new school for sixth grade, there was going to be this big end of the school year, like, party for and everybody. you couldn't go? I was still allowed to go. Oh, okay. But then when my parents found out, they grounded me for, like, a month of summer. Oh, my God. And then I think somehow my brother, uh, Brody... I somehow roped in where I'm like, hey, he knew some of this stuff, too. So he got grounded for like two weeks. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Did, did that ever come up after that, after fifth grade? Did you ever joke with the people later on in life? Maybe a little bit. Well, I don't know. You're very ashamed. I was generally a good kid, but there was moments you where had, when you I was devilish. bad, you were that naughty. was very bad. Oh, my God. I uh, hate you. Kill yeah, yourself. And it was it was just that. It was just like, I hate you. And it's like, oh my God, how could you say that to me? That's, that's funny. So nothing even that crazy. But let's get crazy. So yes, she sent her journal to her friend. Her friend goes to school, prints it out, submits it to the school newspaper teacher yeah. or whatever. Jamie comes in the next day. The school is already going crazy because everybody's yes. reading this hot story. They, they the love it. They're all going zap. But they're doing something with their fingers. Where they're like putting their all their fingers together and like, I don't know, popping yeah, them. My notes say here, popping. let's talk about Zaf. They're <laughs> popping their fingers. Maybe it could look like they're like a little effeminate of, uh, you know, oh, stop it. Stop kind of. it. Stop trying to oh make God, Zap happen. Chill. But Zap is happening Zap in this thing. situation. Yes. The English teacher is just reading the story in front of the whole class, including parts where I think she's talking about the hunky guy. Who I believe in the story is called Marco Vincent, but Marco yes. Vega does not put it together that it's no. him. And Jamie's just kind of just she's mortified, but everybody's loving it like a little too much, I might say. Yeah, it was kind of people are like obsessed with it. <laughs> They're like zapping her and the zap was a big thing. Uh, like yeah. it was like it was, big. It was the Zetus Lapidus of this yes. movie. The, the teachers were doing it. And yeah, then Connor's pretty, wondering, pretty hey, Jamie, why are you so mad about this? And catches up to her and he puts it together. Oh, this was your journal and you didn't want anybody to know about it. Yeah. Then she goes home and Julie's mom gets off the phone or something. And apparently the word has gotten out about this, <laughs> this story and yeah. that they want to give her a book deal. And Jamie's like, well, I don't have anything more. And her mom's like, well, can't you write some more? 
And she reluctantly then goes, pulls out some of her old journals. So this is when we see her alter ego. Starting to manifest in the real world. Yes. In confusing ways where she's talking to her. Yes. It doesn't happen until the very end of the movie. Like this whole time we're wondering, can other people see her talking to this this person Mm -hmm. to Iz? Because in some ways you could think about it of, oh, she's just imagining herself if she was this person doing these things and kind of... uh, So so she's like, is that a sociopath? Or what uh, would that be described as? uh, I don't think there's... Some kind of mental... (laughs) I don't think the DSM has uh, categories for very movie things. I guess you could call it uh, dissociative personality disorder or schizophrenia. Schizophrenia, that's Something like that. But then... We probably fast forward a little bit, but apparently this book is already published, and then she goes to school, and everybody's reading the book. They want her autograph. The teacher is the first one to ask, and then all the kids are like, oh my god, she's signing. She's, she's doing autographs. She's signing. Jacob Telljohn would be in yes. that crowd getting that autograph. You bet your bottom dollar. The book is called Is Saves the World. Yes. And everybody's zapping still. They're reading They're pop- the book in one hand, zapping in the other. The zapping is its one of the stranger things. Some people are starting to figure out that there's some parallels between book characters and themselves. One of them being Lenny, her brother. Kenny. Smelly Kenny. Smelly, <laughs> yeah, stinky Kenny, smelly. Maybe it was a something troll like or that. something. Troll, yes, the stinky troll. So, but, and she's saying, he said that to the dad. And dad's like, no, you're crazy. Eat this yeah. nasty pizza. <laughs> and her friends, the hippie friends, she's like, oh yeah, you're these two characters. But they're the coolest in this school in the book. Yeah, well, and then she talks shit, and then she's like, oh, it's fiction. Yeah, and then well, they're it's like kind hurt. of, you know, fun. Kind of like how I'm like, I fucking hate Jacob Telesco. <laughs> I hate him so <laughs> oh goddamn much. Oh, my God. I email him from Dustin Lavoque's account saying, I hate, I hate you. <laughs> Ouch. At this point, we're, again, getting these kind of cut-ins of her fictional is persona. Yeah. And this is where I'm getting, as a, a fan of film... I'm getting some real Perfect Blue, an anime film by Satoshi Kon, or as was kind of adapted maybe unofficially into a Western movie, Black Swan, where there's seeming to be some bending of fiction into reality and not quite as good as a hot take. This movie isn't as good as those movies. Oh my god. Uh, But it does fall more into like a psychological thriller, maybe like a fight club of yeah. Oh, I have two personalities and making me do stuff. But again, still, Fight Club also better than Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Really, at that. this point, still, it's not really clear. Is she when she's talking to this person? Can other people hear her? Or is no? This yeah, but it's not head? really established to like almost like the end of the movie, the last ten minutes. And maybe even at this point, it could be within her head, and she just becomes progressively yeah, worse like, and sicker, yeah, yeah. and starts vocalizing. This is a, it's, it's actually a movie about mental disorders, Audi- auditory hallucinations, yeah. command hallucinations. Jesus. Jamie then gets assigned a handler or a manager who's trying to work on her image, scheduling all of these interviews and photo shoot spots and getting her out there. And everybody across the world's loving is saves the world. She's in like the top 10 books being sold. She gets the second printing. It's all all happening so fast. Speaking of something that happened so fast that I maybe thought about leaving it out, but in some ways, there's some funny bits about it. There's a dance coming up, 
and the that'll become game. important as the girls the join. The big game. It is. It doesn't quite arise to big game levels because there's no, no conflict conflicting with the big game. Fair. And I think that's the most important part of a big game is that there might be something that makes it so you can't get to the big game. But that's up for debate. It could just be a big game because we do have those in plenty of these. Yes. Anyways, the girls will eventually join the decorating committee. But Connor, he's like, oh, I really want to ask Jamie to the dance. And he goes and talks to his brother, who looks to be like 30 he's plus old. years old. He's old. And he's working on a truck or a he's car. He's got a or whatever really dirty be. truck. Yeah. And Connor's like, hey, can you drive me to the dance when it happens? And he's like, the brother. Yeah. Nah, bro, fuck off. <laughs> why, why can't dad take you? And he says, dad's super uncool. <laughs> we never see his dad in this movie. No. And it already felt weird that we were seeing his brother. We, we <laughs> in never this got movie. that establishing shot of how dorky his dad is or, you know, abusive his father is. We never get that. But essentially, they cut a deal where Connor agrees to yes. do nasty chores for him, like washing his laundry, his yes. underwear, his truck. And as the movie goes along, we'll keep seeing these cutaways to Connor doing these chores around his house and its brother just smiling in the background. Yeah, like dirty laundry. I stuff. just liked the the detail about the dad being so uncool. Apparently so uncool That's he couldn't why. even be in the movie. No, put a damper on the mood. Exactly. Here we also, very important to know that Lenny is being uh, built up as a musician because... He's strumming his guitar in the other room across the hallway from Jamie's with when she's hanging out with her friends. And her friends are all, like, really into Lenny on the guitar. They love him. And he does eventually play real songs, but at this point, it's kind of just like... Yeah, it's like it's like one it's like one note. I don't know why I did under pressure there, but oh. it's like if somebody just went under pressure, and that was it, and they're like, "Oh my yeah. fucking god, he's, he's really so good. good. He's so good." And then at that point, I think Jamie was kind of like, "Yeah, he's good, but eh, what we can't really tell him. He doesn't listen to any of us. He doesn't do anything with us. He just hangs out in his room." But she'll change her tone about his music. So. Yeah. Then we get a montage of all kinds of TV interviews. It all culminates with, I think it's supposed to be some kind of like MTV show. I don't want, didn't watch a lot of MTV, but it ends the interview. And then there's this big wrap up party. Her mom's there. They're freaking out about the shrimp cocktail and yeah, her, her, celebrities her mom is dancing with like Michael Jackson's father or something. Just a guy who had the name Jackson <laughs> and had a cowboy hat on. Yes. Or was it a fedora? I, I don't, don't know. know. Then there's some weird setup where there's a dog running around and Jamie is excited to see the dog because she's too awkward to talk to anybody herself. And she reaches down to get the dog while the dog's owner is reaching down and their hair or they're wearing a tiara or something. something. Yeah, it gets all tangled up or something And weird. then, oh, let's go to the green room to untangle. And, oh, my God, it's the star of my favorite soap opera. And then, oh, it's this other actress from the soap opera. And they're so excited to see me. And here's the hunky guy who looks like he's 35 from the soap opera. <laughs> yeah, that Maybe was Maybe weird... named Bentley Street. I don't know. I am glad that they didn't try to ship those two together. That was just like that one scene. And they, it yeah, was they like never weird. come back, so it even kind of felt weird. So, yeah. This, this I guess was... it's just to show that she's rising up yes. as a star. And, and this is like that part where I was saying it just felt like a different movie. It was like a completely... You're building up that, oh, she's a big deal. She has all this stuff now. She's famous. She's popular. She's... 
changing as a person. But it just, yeah, it just felt like a just like an out of body, like a completely different thing. But this was like where she is starting to transfer into like the is, like she's starting to become that character. Well, I think it was at this point that you had told me you said, "Hey, do you think she's gonna become a, a mean yes. girl now?" Yes. And I said, "With the way that they've shown her so far." She doesn't seem to be changing. No, and then it was like literally like right. It would make the most sense that, that is the direction this movie is going to go yes. in. Yes. And it quickly does. Very quickly. She's in a limo driving around. She's calling her girlfriends to get the lowdown on the decoration committee for the dance and how that's progressing since she's not around to help out. And then at the end, Connor's trying to get in and talk to her. But, oh, sorry, I got to go, Connor. I got important uh, rich person stuff to do or whatever. Rip. Oh, Connor. Rip. Cue the Charlie Brown music. I also let that go. I don't. I like. I'm trying to find my place to my notes. And so they just like broke in my mind to let you just keep doing that for so long. Well, I, I was stalling. I was stalling for you. I, I know you're like looking. I'm just. I was gonna keep going. All right, podcast over. Episode done. Uh, I think in part of that conversation we hear. I didn't really set up that Marco Vega was dating Sawyer, but Sawyer has broken up with Marco Vega. Yeah. Oh man. And then she's just starting to turn into a popular girl because. She's talking about all of these exciting celebrities she's met. She's bragging to other people at lunch. Her friends are like, sure, you can go sit with the popular girls. And she does. And she starts being like, no way. Yes way. And that's the clearest sign that somebody is changing. Changing. (laughs) (laughs) They're changing. Quite scary. And, oh, she has a moment her, one of her friends says, you had a moment a with moment Marco with in the Marco. lunchroom where, I don't know, they bump into each other and lock eyes. Connor is immediately concerned about this. And I guess he should be because Connor, bit of a short guy. Marco Vega, pretty tall. And I've been told that uh, people like that, girls like that. Luckily, I am a six foot a tall three male. Chad. So... You can tell it's all going good for Lucas Melby. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cue the Charlie Brown music. Da, 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 da. That's still not the one I'm looking for. What do you... Wow, wow. No, it's like... Do, 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 oh. Uh, anyway, she continues to act like a completely different person. Just That's again, a Christmas one. Uh... She's no longer working at the pizza shop, and her friends are like, then why the fuck are we working here? Well, probably so that you get paid, uh, which she doesn't need to because... She's got book money. She's getting that book money. She had that. She's basically paying her friends because she's supporting the family business, pretty much. That's true. She has some more drama with her friends about, like, the decorating committee that she's not really helping out with it, and that Marco is... He's stopping by the pizza shop where I think Connor has been roped into helping out because it's so busy because everybody wants to go to the pizza shop because Jamie's dad owns it. Even if the pizza is super gross, they just order pizza so they can be there and then yes. don't eat it. Marco's like, hey, where's Jamie? And Connor's like, uh, I don't know. Well, did she get asked to the dance by anybody? Uh, I don't know. 
but you probably shouldn't ask her. Why? I'm super hot and you're lame. Oh, shit. Okay, I guess I'll tell Jamie if I see her. That's basically how it went, right? So then Connor gets a pep talk by his brother about, hey, fucking just ask that girl to the dance. You get in there. You fuck Marco Vega. Don't let let him get in your way. So he's gotten all this this hyped up energy. He's running into school and he gets immediately cock blocked by Marco Vega. He actually gets knocked to the floor. He goes down. And then fucking, she puts his, her damn boot on his chest. High heel boot. She's like, him to the ground. hey. And then she's she just like, shut up. He's trying to talk to me. Well, she doesn't say shut up, but it's very rude. She sticks his boot on his chest and, and pushes him moment, down. Marco asks her to the dance. Yeah. And she says yes and goes like, oh my God, Connor, can you believe it? Yeah. Ick. She's, she's gross. We don't like her now. She we then has like a her. face off with her fictional alter ego. Remember, yes. that was a thing. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> this was one of the weirder ones because her alter ego is is on a cell phone, and it seems like she's. I thought she was maybe talking to her friend. She's saying something about like I hate pizza, and it's like and then she's like I love pizza. Did she actually did Make that the phone, phone call, call happen? And was it yeah. her doing it, Jamie? So that wasn't really cleared up. But then Jamie, yeah, she is very. Funny. I she's, love pizza. I, I I don't hate pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Which very relatable. That is a good question. Like, yeah, but like we don't know like when, like when it crosses, it doesn't establish it whether or not it's just like in like her mind or if it's like real. Yeah. But I think all of it's real. I think it's like actually first happening. First thing first, it's the realest. I think it is. I think it's all happening. So then she goes on some kind of morning talk show and essentially has a breakdown during it where because she says she flubs up and she, she says, says somebody's... we because she's talking about like, oh yeah as if Jamie and is were like two different people yeah and then she's like oh i meant i and then she screws up myrna's name and she it, calls it, her sawyer am i is 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 i and me i Jacob's is favorite part of the it was movie. Uh, i love that part she put that on her her demo reel for a yes. while yes and then she cut she oh <laughs> <laughs> i mean she doesn't but <laughs> only the ogs on a fair uh, hair trigger <laughs> To pull that in. <laughs> Only the OGs oh, know what that reference is. This has been a heck of an episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's mixing up characters' oh. names, and the, the interviewer is, like, having zero chill about it. No, you said Sawyer. Yeah. You didn't say Myrna. You said Sawyer. I, we got that on tape. That's yeah. out to the world. Her, the interviewer is not, not very nice. And Mean Girl Sawyer sees that on the sees news, that, and, and she's, she's like, pissed off. She, she's dead. She's dead. Word spreads so quickly. It's not really clear why... So she goes to school in a disguise. But it's like ripped off. Quickly like stumbles and loses her wig. So Sawyer finds her. But everybody else is still gathered around her. They swarm her. So they're not quite angry. But they also don't have a reason to like care that much at this point either. But like in 30 seconds. But Sawyer points out, hey, you base this character off of me. You probably base this dumb jock character off of that dumb jock guy over there. No, I based it off of him. Yeah, hey, that's so cool. You based it off of the the dumb jock hey, guy standing are, next to him. Are we so the kind of are we bit. the Tumbleweed sisters? And like everybody's starting to realize like who they are and her. So book. at this point, I talked about the Mean Girl vibes. This is very much the burn book getting spread around school. Yeah. You made out with the hot dog. It was one time. <laughs> Um, and then we don't quite get complete bedlam of fights breaking out in the hallways, but she just runs away. Extremely pissed at yeah, Jamie. Yeah, they're they're not happy. They boo her later on. 
at, at the very <laughs> least. She's still getting into it with her alter ego, and at one point she says, "Is is over." Is is over. Uh, and other she, people are calling her Is too at this point. Marco seems to only call her Is. It's very strange. After she gets pissed off at Is, she goes into Lenny's room and says, "Stop playing your guitar. I'm trying to. I need quiet." And he says. Why do you need quiet so you can yell to yourself some more? So in that situation, Lenny is saying he is hearing her talking to Iz in a one-sided conversation. So that was kind of the the first confirmation that at least some of this is kind of fight club situation. At school, kids are reading the school newspaper where I, I guess it's a letter to the editor section, but it is only letters about how much kids hate Jamie and how much her book yeah. hurt their feelings. And, and we accidentally paused it at, like, one point to, like, rewind. And then we, like, started, like, reading it. And some of the stuff, like, it was, like, actual, like, like I don't yeah, know, it's little not just, blurbs. Uh, what is it, lorem ipsum or something? <laughs> yeah. That's the, the phrase for just text that's meant to look like real text but doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Some of it didn't quite make no, it, it wasn't a lot like, of sense. No, it wasn't, like, complete sentences. One of the titles is... I wouldn't date Jamie <laughs> and stuff like, but like that. But yeah, they had like whole blurbs and there was like a whole sheet. We, there was too much to read. We didn't read them all. They were entertaining. But Marco still likes Jamie because... Is. His, she, she like, he likes is. Yeah. As he calls her. Because his version in the book is just the hot, hunky yes, guy. So yes. what does he have to be mad about? But her friends, even though they are cool characters in the books or in the book, don't like her because she was a, a bitchy, mean girl for a while and was kind of standing them up to do cool girl stuff. Yeah. You know, I definitely know about cool girl stuff. Bet Connor is included where he's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm I still got the hots for her, but I'm at least conflicted about it. Then nobody starts to come to the pizza shop anymore. They even have a book signing there, and yeah, nobody, nobody except shows her up. grandparents came. Yeah, they to got two pieces. Ralph on the pizza. Say, hey, this is good, son. <laughs> I don't remember what was on this at this. Time. I don't think they really said. Some of the pizza, it's weird where they'll have like gross stuff on it, but then other Some parts is just normal. like you know, it's prop pizza. It's yeah. just real pizza, and it's like, hey, they won't notice that this is just a pepperoni pizza. Yeah, have we? <laughs> but missed? I did. Have... I did. IMDB goofs oh put God. in that that pizza looked fine. It looks real. Have we missed the protest yet? Not yes, yet. absolutely. I did not make note of that. Oh. There's a protest. Her eco friends about like, been planning for animal months. testing. They do it. Nobody comes. Well, they she, treat that somehow as if it's Jamie's fault. Well, so she they had been planning for months, and like she was going to do that to them as like a favor, bring all these people there, um, all, her whole entourage. So they were. Got this big stage, and they made all these signs and stuff, and they were expecting hundreds of people to show up, and nobody showed up. So, But speaking of the friends and feeling mad about her not being participating in a lot of their stuff, they're working on the decorations for the dance, the prom, which has a theme, Deep Blue Sea, not to be confused with the Samuel L. Jackson movie. Uh, and they're making this giant whale prop, which actually looks pretty cool. And they had the idea to fill it with both flyers to save the whales. And then they get a, a brainstorm idea of putting in seaweed as well. Yes. To both spread the word and piss people off in kind of like a throwing blood way. Uh, but I don't think it's really going to get people to come to your side if you cover them with seaweed. No, we'll see... 
Yeah. What it really Seed is, is weed. they wanted it to, you know, the tension of this big floating, because it's a giant whale that they hang in the air. Yeah. It's very much like a, a carry kind of situation. Yes. Where... Jamie, at one point, only thinks that there's flyers in it, not the seaweed. Mm-hmm. And it's set up that maybe they're going to pull it on her just to, like, stick it to her and yeah, ruin like the a blood, moment or whatever. The blood on her hair. But we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Yes. My notes say, uh, still crazy and fighting with Iz. Well, I was going to say, like, she still hasn't, like... There are moments where she seems like she wants to turn, you know, like, good again. But, like, she doesn't. She still doesn't do it until she's up on stage, really. Yeah, like well, and even then, actually, when she gets up on stage... she's No, she's she still, still bad on stage. Up. Yeah. yeah, it's really weird. But she sees Lenny's guitar in the garbage because yes. she had given... I maybe didn't put out that she, like, says he sucks at music or whatever. Yeah, she, she just told she, him to stop. And... She runs into uh, the room, and he's like, what is this noise you're playing? And she's yeah, like... No. I got that. I just okay, didn't okay. really say that she thought he was terrible or yes. whatever. And I guess that was enough to... Put it in the garbage, and yeah, she tries to go it. and talk I mean, to he, her. He didn't even just put it in there. He, she, he broke yeah. it, I think. It he, tra- she tries broken. to go to talk to him, and he doesn't want to talk to her. He oh, yeah. turns up his emo music. Yeah. His green day is all the way blast. Wake me up when September <laughs> ends. I think this all is kind of rolled into a, a emo music montage. She starts yeah. to instant message Connor, and she says, do you hate me? And Connor says, no, I, I hate, hate what, what you've become. become. And I think she says something back to him and that he feels conflicted still to then write a piece called uh, Three Cheers for Jamie Bartlett. Which goes in the paper. that she always... writes, It's written to the letters for the editor. This one is anonymous, though we actually, I think, see... It says a friend. Okay, because we see one that we paused earlier that was written by Scott Steve or Steve oh, Scott. Oh, did he write another one? No, but I'm just saying, like, there are real names attached to it. And I thought I would read what this one was because it was so dramatic. Mm. So three cheers for Jamie Bartlett. We are geeks and jerks and jocks and all those things that Jamie wrote about, even if we never admitted it to ourselves. Don't be embarrassed she saw who we really were. Be embarrassed we never really saw her. So I think that's maybe an abbreviated version. There's something about, like, we wear masks and she saw through them. I'm wow. like, what? How are you turning? Did you, did you take what a picture? that we never saw her? Just Where, that I was Googled that three cheers for Jamie Bartlett. Oh my God. Something, I think it was on like a Tumblr or something what popped up. So I think that's dumb. Uh, that this is somehow like a dramatic thing that, oh, we never really saw her. She was wearing glasses and we didn't pay enough attention that when she took off those glasses, she was really hot. <laughs> so whatever. But she's so moved by this, but she thinks, oh, Marco must have written this because it's it written the same way. Established that... earlier that Marco wrote a, an amazing poem that yeah. she was so moved by. So yeah. she actually runs into Connor, and Connor thinks she's coming to say thank you, Connor. But, but she no. says, "Oh no, it must have been Marco. I recognize his writing style." So she <laughs> she finds Marco. Yeah, and she says that straight up to his face, and he's like hurt to Connor. That is correct. Well, he, he's Our trying favorite to like... dialogue exchange happens here where she says, Marco, there you are. <laughs> and Marco says, there you is. There you is. Oh, God. <laughs> Jacob seemed to think it was actually cool. I thought it was delivered horribly. So I that's why I laughed funny. so hard. That was funny. So He doesn't deny that. He think, She says, oh, you wrote this. It was so nice. He doesn't deny it. And he's still calling no. her is in this situation. Yes. But I, I found it 
she doesn't cut off Connor, right? Connor, she doesn't cut off him like once, but it's like all the time. Like there are constant like moments <laughs> yeah. where he's trying to like talk when he wanted to ask her to the dance, when he wanted to tell her that it was him that wrote this. When he like like there's like many times. Yeah, this becomes. It's like a meme. It ends well. It ends with a romantic pairing. And it is a little more of an earned thing for a decom that we don't get all that often. Yeah. At home, Jamie overhears that her parents maybe are going to need to sell the pizza shop. Because even though they've had record business this year, it still doesn't offset their losses from last year. So, you know, decom, business, 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 (laughs) profits, losses. We're going to go out of business. Yes. So then we get another sad montage that's very reflective it's showing jamie getting ready for her dance putting her makeup on but then also looking forlornly at pictures of her and her friends and sad that she doesn't get to hang out with them anymore and all that kind of stuff she shows up to the dance with marco who continues to call her is even though she tells her tells him not to they're greeted at the dance by some teacher who's like, this is all... The English teacher. Yeah, who's like gushing over her. And him. Yeah. And she sees her friends, <laughs> and including Connor, and they leave and don't want to talk to her. Yeah. And in this moment, through some reason, Marco owns up that, I hey, you thought I wrote that poem? Yeah. Nah, think I'm a fucking nerd? I yeah. paid that dumbass Connor to write it. Yeah, what was the reason he just mentioned that? I mean, like... I think it was... was there something, he they, said, anything? oh, my friends are like... They're so amazed that I'd be dating somebody who's so smart. And she says, oh, well, you're smart, too. You wrote that wonderful poem. Uh, you write poetry. So I would never write that shit. <laughs> and so then she's putting together, oh, Connor wrote the poem, and he also wrote that letter to the yeah. editor. So she's going into the dance to try to find him, but then she starts to argue with Iz. I, I feel like that's happened in other movies. That exact, like, oh, you did that, not this other person. I feel like that's... Oh, sure. Absolutely. Many times. I'm just trying to think of an example, but I can't. I mean, it's done so much. You yeah. you decide one, listener. You decide. You pick What's one. your favorite? But in this situation, as she's arguing with Iz, we finally see her talking to blank space. People yes. are starting People to look are at her like, what the weird. Fuck? This girl's weird. She's finally cracked. This girl tripping for uh, real. For real. Uh, And... Yeah, she's come to the realization about Connor. She's trying to track him down. But the English teacher, who I guess is also the head of like the dance committee yeah, or whatever, she yeah. goes up onto the stage. And she's, she's like, well, we have a big thank you. It's not, it's not homecoming or prom, so there's not a really clear reason why, for to yeah. make it a Carrie situation, why should we go up on stage? She's like, we want a big thank you for someone who did all these decorations, did all this. You know, she did it all. She's brought all this good stuff Even to with school. her busy schedule. Yes. Brings up Jamie to talk at the front. And, and like her friends, you know, it's, I mean, her friends, she got the credit, right? Her friends did yeah, all the decorations. Like, what is this bullshit? So they're going in a position. Yes. Pull the rope to send the, the whale to empty out onto people. Empty out. But then they're like, all right, maybe we'll let her We'll let, let her, her listen. Talk. We'll let her talk. Let her but say her is, is in her ear yes. saying, hey, Fuck you, you can still win Fuck him em. over because people are booing her. They're like, they well, we booing. don't want to see Jamie. Hey, tell him about the book sequel. Sell that to him. That'll get her excited. And she does it. Like, she's still shitty now. She's like, yep, thank you for your appreciation. The book series. The, the sequel's sequel. coming out Ooh. soon. Ooh, get off the Ooh. stage. There's one voice in the audience who's really He, he says like two or three comments. Yeah. I can't remember. They were They were humorous. And then 
there is one stray flyer that floats down from the whale. And then Iz, Iz says to it, look at your friends over there. Their hands are on the rope. That whale must be filled with flyers. Call them out, rat them out right now, and you'll be praised a hero. Yeah, it becomes this really forced dramatic moment of choosing being book person or choosing your friends. So then in this moment, she says their names. She calls so, them out and apologizes. Yes, yeah, so but like we as like viewers didn't know like right away. Oh, is she just gonna like rat them out? Is she still really mm, crappy? Yeah. But. And she says, "Hey, it was my private journal. Even though I changed all the people's names in it, and nobody was meant to ever read it. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody's special. Or she calls blah, them blah, up. Blah. She calls them up to the stage, right?" They go up to the stage. Yeah, I think so. And then she leaves the stage, and she goes to the rope, pulls it. Or I don't know, it might have said something else. I don't know. Something like, hey, I want to celebrate what everybody's good at. We're all, you know, fucking lame lip service like that. Yeah. She says, hey, these decorations are actually my friends. They're really great. Lenny can also play the guitar. Yes. <laughs> That's it, though. Those are the you, only sis. good things I can say about people. Yeah, and then she pulls it. And then things go fucking haywire. It, it, it's almost like the end of Carrie. It's just pretty that wild. It's, it's a whale spitting out mostly flyers, but occasional seaweed. Like if they would have played like horror music, it would have fit. If yeah. they would have played horror music, because there's this whale is swinging around violently. It's spitting out seaweed over everybody. Imagine. It's actually very controlled, though. It's like, oh, yeah. the teacher seaweed. Yeah. Marco and Sawyer also seaweed. Yes. Her friends. Get seaweed, but they're kind of into it. Marco like, got eh, the seaweed. That Marco coming. liked the seaweed. He, he also was, did like yeah, the seaweed. He was into it too. Her buddy, her her boo, her boo thing. Did he? Yeah. Get- so she's made up with her two girlfriends, but yeah. Connor had slipped out when she was going up on stage because he's like, "I've had enough of her bullshit. Yes. I, I I'm out of here." Yes. She catches him right as he's about to enter. Just the coolest truck <laughs> with the coolest brother driving it. And, and he's like, oh, what does she want? And the brother's like, fucking just find out, man. He's, he gives good advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he, he did. He, he convinced him to show up there and man up. But, you know, it's finally fruition. And she says, hey, I actually only like Marco for his poetry. Which is yours. It didn't have to do with him being tall, dark, and handsome or anything yeah. like that. So then they kiss. For once, a, a decom kiss that feels a little more earned. Yes, definitely. And, and that's not the end of the movie because we go back to the dance. Fucking gym jam time. And everybody applauds her. They're so happy. Well, yeah, the, the teacher's about to, like, give her hell. Yeah, but then everybody's happy to see and her. So she's like, I'll give you detention Monday. tomorrow. On Monday. Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. And then Lenny, he's up on stage. He's like, sis, I got you. I might be a nerd, but rock on. And then he shreds on the guitar, plays a pop punk song that we tried to Shazam, got no hits on. But I'm still convinced that if I put it in the YouTube outro, there was a a Jordan Disney will find me. There was a Jordan Pruitt song at some point. I don't remember what the. That was one of the emotional montages. Yeah, Jordan Pruitt. It was a song. It was like 77 on the top 100 at one point. Thank you, Jacob. That's all I remember. Lenny's song is pretty good. And then they're dancing, they're hopping, they're hitting. It's still not not the end of the movie. It's still not over. (laughs) Because then they all go to Ralph's Pizza. Yeah. Well, like that still wouldn't save it even if all these kids are there. So the pizza place is going to close. Yep. So we see, you know, those two walking up and they're like, oh, well. So Lenny's like, shit. Everybody's here. I got to help out and back making pizzas. 
He's yeah. covered in seaweed for some reason. Yes. And then he takes off his jacket and lands on the pizza. On a pizza. And fucking people love it. Throw it on the pizza. They fucking love it. They're eating the pizza, but they're not eating the seaweed, but they love it. They I actually feel it. like they maybe have put seaweed on the Mary Kate and Ashley pizza in that video. Give Anyways, me pizza. everybody loves the pizza. And P-R-C-C-A. I think that is implied that seaweed pizza then saves Ralph's pizza shack. Yeah, they love it. Everybody loves it. So yeah, it's safe. People are going there to get their seaweed pizza all the time. They stole the seaweed off of sushi or something. And then one last narration bit talking about, yeah, everything's all good, hunky-dory. Yeah. And then it ends with a page coming off of a printer saying, the end added to a stack of paper that has a title, something like, how my journal became a bestseller. So that was breaking the fourth wall. In a way, because Jacob's like, oh, is that a sequel? And I said, no, Jacob, that's, what we're that's the movie we just that's watched. That's the movie. And that was Read It and Weep, which honestly, I don't think that title's very good for this movie. No, I don't know what it means. It's something people say, yeah. and they're like, oh, it's about a book. Read and It and maybe Weep. Maybe some people got mad at some it Some people or say something. that when they like put out a good hand at poker, Read It and Weep. That, that would be an accurate use of that. You can put that in the, the Urban Dictionary. Okay. <laughs> it's set up for it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but, I don't know. Read it and weep like it is what it is. Is, yeah. is that what it means? It is what it is? Yeah, it's just kind of like, like here's suck the it. truth. Yeah, I, I, I guess. But read then it this and weep. isn't the truth necessarily. No, it's like a fictionalized it. version. Yeah. Whatever the case, this movie, it's a fucking mess, but... There's it's some not charming a... aspects to it. I think some of that is just, I like the high school stuff. Yeah. I know that maybe contradicts some of our last episode where I'm like, get this high school stuff out of my kung fu movie. But in this, it's fully high school. It's getting shades of Mean Girls, which I like. And I think, you know, the, the Connor character in this, it was kind of fun how downtrodden he was. And it had a nice ending that felt earned. Yeah. And then just the weird, it kind of reminds me of Pixel Perfect in some way of just the weird kind of, mature almost horrific angle it goes into with the psychological thriller yeah it is between is like her like talking to herself it's it gets creepy so so like because then it makes you think this whole time she's been doing that until until, like until the dance like I, i i didn't think she was like physically talking to herself like where people could like see it it's almost like at the end of quince when marnie says made you look and you're like what's that about the whole fucking god I sometimes still think about oh, that, and I get goosebumps. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sophie. Sure. I think it's been also a bit of a mess of an episode, but I think a fun one as well. Yes. Uh, let us know what you think I mean when I say play the Charlie Brown music by oh, writing no. us at a whole new podcast. That's not the name of the... <laughs> a whole new pod <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, we did have an email come in. Wow. Uh, not a huge surprise. It's from friend of the pod, Dustin Lavac. Let's go. Which I don't even know if it, he meant for me to read it on the podcast, oh. but he could have texted me it too. So then <laughs> I think, hey, if you email it, then it's very game. Yeah. So he says, subject line, an idea. Oh. The mention of Dunstan checks in in your Wendy Wu episode has had me thinking about how I've never seen it. Which I was like, did we talk about Dunstan Checks In? But I feel like we just, I probably we, talk about Dunstan talk Checks about In all the time. at least like every other episode. Yeah. 
but yes. I don't remember in what context. I'm surprised he still hasn't seen it. So he suggested that perhaps we could do a one-off episode watching and reacting to that movie. Oh. Just a thought, so don't feel obligated. That'd be fun. And then he says, hey, I'll try to be on an episode as a guest soon. So I don't know. Maybe you guys need to write in at a whole new pod at gmail.com if you guys are interested in Dunstan Jackson. Because, hey, we're a strictly Disney Channel original movie That's podcast. True. We have a mission. Maybe once we get through Under Wraps 2021, oh, now we can man. do all the Dunstan checks in, Dunstan most valuable primates, Airbud spikes back, oh, God. karate dogs out there. But if you want it, maybe well, Dunstan checks in a little early. Yeah. But me and Jacob, we've seen Dunstan checks. We have. We love it. We adore it. I probably remember aspects of Dunstan checks in better than any decom decom a decom we watched like three movies ago <laughs> so uh because there is some horrific imagery there's in some that movie. known people in there the kid from the santa claus movies yes that is the most notable <laughs> not jason alexander george costanza from seinfeld it's the kid from the santa claus movies the oh. ones where they kill santa claus oh. so yes a whole new pod at gmail.com Quick rattle off of all of our housekeeping of finding us on Apple Podcasts. Rate us, review us, and subscribe to us on there. Google, whatever, Spotify, Stitcher, you know the deal. YouTube, we yeah. passed 300 subscribers there. Yeah. 169,000 views. Because that's what's really important. Because mm-hmm. uh, that, that equates 69. to 169,000 full listens to an episode. Yes. So people are beating down our door. Advertisers Ooh. are like, hey, get in my belly. talk about shaving balls. On Ooh, we, could get, we could get them as a sponsor. With that, Manscaped. I, think, I think we need to wrap this one up. You got anything to take us out with, Jacob? Even Stevens? No. Who's even? I don't We're know. We're not any <laughs> I don't that. know. But to keep it keep the it The metaverse? Who well, would I be? Well, something even more relevant than that. Cancel culture. Oh. And I'm going to say if we're going to cancel something or someone, but something we need to put an end cancel daylight saving forever. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. that a, is that a better ending? I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs>
Pizza. 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 Pizza.